We have something called the Holy Bible. The word that became flesh and dwelt among us. Write it down. How do you know where you're going if you don't write it down? Write it down. Make it plain, plain enough that somebody can run with it. You've got people in your congregation, there's a miracle in your house. There's a miracle in what you're doing. I, I, I was just pastor, I was thinking about this. You raising up people in this house to be on your staff. The things that are here, that's exactly the way the body of Christ should work. We don't need hirelings, we need sons and daughters. I might amen myself. We don't need... We don't need, you know, here a little bit, there a little bit, over here a little bit, over there a little bit. No, raise them up. It's going to take some time. They're going to make some mistakes. But let me tell you, raise some people in your house because they'll run with the vision that you have. So keep your head, keep your heart, and keep your hope because you got the vision. Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 3. So I sent to them saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and come down to you? Now, body of Christ, called, chosen, anointed by God, why are you trying to fight somebody in an arena that makes both of you look bad and you jumped into the arena? Let me make it a little bit plainer. Stay out of the comments. Stay out of the comments. Stay out of the junk. Stay out of commenting. Bless the church on the other side of town. You don't have to comment on everything on the other side of town. You don't have to comment on what's happening here, there, or the other. Let me tell you, and I, I, Lord help me, I'm about to do what I said I wasn't going to do. How many of you agree that you're enjoying seeing young people pray? And seek God. God will work out everything else. God will work out everything else. God knows when to send the prophet, the teacher, the apostle, the prophet, and the evangelist when it's needed. And you just let them seek the face of God. Let me tell you, I, I, I would just, in, in my life, I look back at those moments where two, three, four teenagers got in our sanctuary. My dad was the pastor, so I had the key. So we would get in that sanctuary, and we would walk the sanctuary. We would read the Word of God. We would do the things that teenagers do sometimes. We'd put the music on loud, yeah. We ruined the sound system, messed up the buttons. I know that. We did all that. But let me tell you, out of that came some preachers out of that. Out of that came some prophets out of that. Out of those moments that we have, go ahead and write it down. Make it uncomfortable. Yes, there's going to be things that happen that makes you uncomfortable, but it's okay. Have your vision. Write it down. You need the joy of the Lord. I do not. If you do somebody else's vision, you're going to lose your joy. You're not them. I'm not them. I, I would love. I don't know about you. I see some preachers and I go, I want to be like them. I want, get ready, get ready, get ready. I mean, I, I want to. And every time I try something like that, I, my family looks at me, my whole family's in my church, and they all look at me and go, don't. 
you look dumb. You can't even walk like that. You can't do that. Stop it. Just stop it. God didn't need another one of them. He called Jeremiah. He called Isaiah. But he also called you for such a time as this. So we got to keep our faith. We got to keep our vision. And we've also got to keep on doing. See, we need to get busy about working on purpose. I want to tell you about a holy restlessness that's in my life. We're trying to build a dream center. We've been given by a Baptist man 23 acres. Somebody say amen. Mm -mm. I mean, yeah. The only thing about it is I got land. I need money. You might know what I'm talking about. And I've, I've said these words. We're going to do it debt free. We're going to do it debt free. Because every moment that we have, we're going to put back in the ministry. I'm not going to pay that debt. I'm going to do that. Now, this is no condemnation. I'm not Dave Ramsey, so no condemnation here. But I made all these statements. Oh, I need $250,000 for the next stage. I need seven hundred and fifty dollars for the next stage. I need about $3 million to complete the whole project that the architects has put there. But I keep on praying. I'm in a town of 17,000 people. We're on the interstate. You have to get lost to find us. I'm sitting here saying these words over and over and over again, saying, God, but all there is is in me a holy restlessness that if God started something, he can complete it. That if God started it. See, this is my story. I was a preacher's kid, and I, my, my dad, 18 years old, and I can't even remember what city we were in. We were at the General Assembly, and dad did this thing. See, when I told him I was called to preach, he told me I was called to pray too. I don't know if you had a good mentor, but I did. So they had 5 o'clock prayer meeting. How many of you know no 16-year-old wants to see 5 o'clock? But as I told my dad, I was called to preach, and he was at the General Assembly, and there was a little conference to the side and one of these day things before they start, and there was a guy speaking there named Tommy Barnett. And I'm sitting there, and he's telling this story, and he's talking about the ministries that they're doing in Davenport and then on to Phoenix. And then he's got a son that's thinking about going to Los Angeles, and I'm thinking about this, and I'm thinking about that, and I'm thinking about this. And I sat there, and I wept for about a solid hour as this man talked and told me that a church should reach their community. A church should reach their community. A church is not just for us to have a good service. Church, if all we're here for is to have a good service, we can do that on a podcast somewhere, but we are here to be salt and light in a city set up on a hill that cannot be hit so I whelp and whelp and whelp and I said God if you'd allowed me one day I'd like to do something like that coming out of a time in my own life that Shannon and I had launched a church in Birmingham it grew and then I did one of those foolish things how many of you know the greatest prophet in your life is your spouse if she is spirit-filled and loves you, 
And I decided that I was going to take the upgrade. Bigger church, bigger building, a lot of money. Three years I spent in my own life that I'm sitting here going, Lord, if you'll get me out of this, I'll never do this again. Now, I don't know if you've ever, you have never went through that, so I'm, I'm okay. But I went, and I repented for three years because she told me, she said, you don't want to go there. You won't be able to fulfill the dreams that God put in you. Eleven years ago, we were supposed to be at the church we're at now for one month. We were about to move and go to somewhere else, and some door was opening. But God spoke to me, and God spoke to Shannon, the prophet, again. And she said our first service, she looked up at me. We're with 100 people on a Sunday night. They had me in these big old chairs. I call them the John Hagee chairs. I'm not a big guy. I look like I was in a high chair. She's mouthing up these words to me. We're going to be here. And I'm there, and I finally figure out what she's saying. And I go, no, 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 we're not going to be here. We're in the middle of nowhere. I know what God has spoken to me. She said, pray about it. I prayed about it that month. Got installed as pastor. I'm still the interim pastor, I think. (laughs) Eleven years ago. But God has done a work in our life. And see, don't despise the small beginnings. Don't despise the pain that you're going through right now. Because there's a promise on the other side of the pain. So Tommy Barnett, just a few years ago now, I'm in Zion National Park on a bus with about 60 other pastors and Pastor Barnett. He's 83 years old now. And he stands up about 10 o'clock that night. We had been up all day long. And he gets up. Stands up, starts preaching to us for about 20 or 25 minutes. We make it down one of the hills. He starts to fall. I thought Shannon was going to have a heart attack. I thought I was too. He starts to fall. He falls, gets back up, and continues to preach. And I remember that moment in my life, and people had asked him, and it's been asked before, Pastor, what would you have done different if you had to do it over again? He said, I would have dreamed bigger and risked more. This is the man that took over Warren Jeffs' house that so many vile and unthinkable things happened in, but God supernaturally took what the devil meant for harm and turned it around for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. I just want to tell you today, remember. So get busy doing Romans chapter 13, verse 11. And do this, knowing the time, that now it is high time to wake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and put, off the, put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in reverie, not in drunkenness, not in lewdness, not in lust, not in strife, not in envy. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no, no provision for the flesh. Don't, don't do it. Don't say, if I do this during my pain, I'm going to cause them some pain. How many of you know hurt people hurt people? But there is hurt, so don't deny what happened. But say, Lord, in my pain, make me be one of those people 
that brings healing to every situation. Whatever I have to do. So this is us. So to keep our joy, to keep our strength, we have to have our faith. We have to have our vision. We have to get busy doing. Because between the pain and the promise, God wants to do work. Go with me to Genesis chapter 21. And I'm going to land the plane with this verse. Genesis chapter 21, verse 1. And the Lord visits Sarah as he had said. And the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age. At the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born whom Sarah bore to him, laughter. Isaac. It was worth waiting for. It was worth the pain. It was worth the fasting. It was worth being misunderstood. It was worth it all to see the sun. I I need to tell you, if we're not careful... We will try to take Ishmael and make him Isaac. Because our pain will make us do things out of character. Say things out of character. I don't know about the rest of the men in here. Shannon knows this. When I get, I'm three meals a day still. Can I get an amen? Three meals a day. I like breakfast. I like lunch. And if we have to wait till 10 o'clock, I want some supper. I wished I didn't, but I still do. But see, our pain and our hunger for the wrong things, this is what will happen. We'll have an Ishmael in our life and regret that we did not wait on the promise. Pastor, let me tell you this. Leader, let me tell you this today. Do not, do not, do not, no matter what they say, no matter what they do, do not compromise your faith. Do not compromise your vision. Do not compromise what God is doing in your church right now. Because of a quick fix from man, you don't want that Ishmael around. 3,000 years of moments that we would not have had if one man would have said, I will not compromise who I am during my pain because we all deal with it. I deal with it, Lord. (laughs) You know, Pastor, okay, I'm here. I was praying yesterday. I don't know if confession is, it's good for the soul, bad for the reputation, but I'll just tell you how I was praying yesterday. Lord, for this next phase, I need 238,000, 239,000 when I was praying. Our CFO, treasurer, he texted me and said, well, somebody else gave another $1,000. And you know what I did? Well, that's good. And then the Lord. How many of you have ever had the Lord talk to you like your daddy did? I, had a good, I have a good daddy that still talks to me that way and still will call me and tell me stuff when I need it. And the Lord said, if you can't rejoice over the thousand, how are you going to rejoice over the tens of thousands? How are you going to rejoice over that? But see, Ishmael will make us, our pain will make us get our eyes off the promise. Now notice this. 
It said, whom Sarah bore Isaac. Then Abraham circumcised his son, and he was eight days old, and God had commanded him. Now Abraham was 100 years old, and his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God, see, when she was trying to do it, there was only happiness. When God did it, there was laughter and joy. Now, Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah, God has made me laugh, and all who hear him will laugh with me. So she said, who would have said, Abraham, that Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. I need to tell you this today. We need pastors that have joy. Thank God for the worship team. They did an awesome job this morning. Last night, I thank God for them. But if you only have joy when they're playing, you're only going to have joy for about 30, 45 minutes a week. If the only time that you can have joy is when the pastor has a certain inflection in his voice, and it's this way and that way, you'll only have a limited amount of happiness. But let me tell you, during your pain, if you can go ahead and decide right now, God, I will praise you. I will worship you. God, I know only know in part and only see in part, but God, I will worship you today because you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You is the one that is the author and the finisher of my faith. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning and the end. God, you brought me this far and I know that you're going to bring me the rest of the way so God I will praise you stand with me this morning hallelujah every head bowed and every eyes closed just for another moment I believe there's some spouses here today. I believe there's some pastors here today. That during the middle of your pain, you've been tempted by some Ishmael's, some compromise, some moments that you look at and you say it would be easier. But in the easiness, you would forfeit the peace and the joy that God wants you to have. but it'd just be easier to leave. It would just be easier to run away. It would just be easier. For some of you, you've been hit. You've been hit. You've turned the other cheek, but you've been hit again. I want to tell somebody today, God will be your defender. God will validate For some of you today, you're, you're struggling with this, and I just feel the anointing to just tell you that what you've been going through right now is not the end of the service. It's not the end of your story right now. It's not the end. Hang in there one more day. Weepy may endure for the night, but joy is coming in the morning. So I'm going to ask you to do something with me. And I, was, I, I told Bishop I was going to do this a little bit different. But I, I just feel like today, I think this just needs to be between you and God, very private right now. But if you're here today and say, Pastor, I want the joy of the Lord in my life and in every part of my life. I want you to tell him that by lifting both hands to heaven right now. 
and saying, God, I want everything that you have for me right now. I want everything that you have. God, I went through some pain. I went through some hurt. I went through some anxieties in my life. But God, I believe your promise for me. I believe your promise during the process that I'm going through right now. God, I know only know in part and only see in part. But God, I believe that you're going to do that work of grace, that work of mercy, and that work of love. God, I believe that you're going to do. God, restoring to me the joy of my salvation. God, restore me the things that you have for my heart and my life and my situation. And God, I'll give you all the praise. I'll give you all the praise and the honor. If you feel comfortable right now, just grab the hand of somebody close to you right now. And I want us just to pray one for another. I want you to know you're not alone. You're not alone right now. You're not alone right now. The enemies tried to steal and kill and destroy, but you're not alone right now. God still has a plan. God still has a purpose. God still has a will for your life. God, I pray that you would heal the brokenhearted. Let the blind receive their sight. Let the lame walk. God, let that work of grace be done right now in Jesus' name and by your grace. God, heal. Heal, Lord. Deliver, Lord. Set free by the power and the grace of God right now. God, you do the work of grace. God, do the work of mercy and love. God, let it be done. God, let it be done in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just feel like the Spirit of God just wants us to surrender one more time. Just surrender one more time. Just surrender one more time. Just say, God, I surrender it all to you. I surrender my pain. I surrender the hurt. I surrender my past. I surrender my future. God, I just surrender it all to you, God. I surrender it all to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lift your hands in this house this morning. What a powerful word that Pastor Todd, don't give up, don't give in, don't give out. Stay the course, pastors, leaders. Greater is he that is in you than that he is in this world. You are a key element to the kingdom of God that God can use you greatly in your community, in your church, in your family. Knowing that God started that work and he will finish that good work in you. What an awesome time that we're able to come into this house this morning. Already, God, this this weekend, uh, Bishop Lewis said it, encounter is what we have done so far this weekend. We have encountered the presence of God in the Holy Ghost. And I challenge you 
when we dismiss this morning, invite somebody back tonight. The doors will open at 6 p.m. Service will start promptly at 7. But come with an expectation of God to change us, challenge us, restore us, and revive us. Amen. And as you're eating out in this community, remember, you are the Jesus that these people will see. Don't be cheap, but show your love by your sacrifice of giving. We're love, we love you. We're praying for you. Remember, the doors will open at 6 p.m. Service will start at 7. We love you. Be blessed. We'll see you tonight.